Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. I think we all can agree that having trust in the workplace is very important. So today I want to talk about how do you build trust in your workplace and how do you keep that trust? Scott, I have a ton of resources on this. How about you? I think trust is overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're the proponent of trust but verify? Are you the proponent? No, no, no. I'm I'm a proponent of everyone should trust me and I should have to trust no one. (laughs) Oh, oh, such a one-sided perspective. Totally. Probably true. (laughs) I mean, I have always thought of trust as a continuum and I can have little or no trust. I could have an immense amount of trust. Most of us have some amount of trust, even if we don't know people. Right. You know, because we drive down the street when someone comes to a stop sign that's running perpendicular to the road you're driving on. You don't slow down every time thinking, oh my gosh, they're not going, they're not going to stop. You trust that, right? right? There's some amount of trust. I I trust that most people would stop me if I was going to stop, step in front of a bus. There's probably a few people that might push me in front. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible, Scott. It's possible, depending on the day. Yeah. And, And then I think, if you t- if we talk about trust in the workplace, I don't know that it's that much different than friendly relationships or you know significant other relationships. I think it's pretty simple. Okay, what do you think? <laughs> it's it is your say to do ratio, right? And it is do you respect that person? I truly think it is that. It really, I believe it can be that simple. Well, Scott, I would tell you that I think it starts with the say to do ratio. But if you've read um, a current bestseller. Oh, any one or a specific one? A specific one. Okay. Called um, the Chief Optimization Officer. There's actually a um, like a formula for building trust, Mr. Bergmeier, in the book. And so you can simplify it down to two things, except for the book that you just wrote has a little more in-depth formula around building trust. (laughs) And I may just have to call you out on the fact that your name is on the book. It is true. I mean. (laughs) So just to remind you, it does start with the say to do ratio, right? So the formula is. Hey, what is your STD, right? Your say to do ratio, all right? Plus C squared, which actually stands for competence and contribution, okay? So think about that. You talked about respect. Well, you do not respect an individual if they are not competent and if they don't contribute, right? You look at them and say- you know, you're a hanger on her. Okay. So you did get the first two parts of the formula correct, right? Say to do and C squared competence and contributions. The third piece of that is relationship, right? In the workplace, if we're not in relationship, I probably don't have anything but 
you know, a superficial concept of trust with you. So I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, hey, you know, I trust you as much as somebody I don't know. Okay. So I think that's fair. And then the fourth part of this formula is forgiveness. Now, this is the one that you and I debated for a very long time, right? So we came up when we wrote the book of those four things that made up the formula, say to do ratio, competence and contributions, relationship and forgiveness. Okay. But I'm going to force you to talk about this forgiveness piece, because I know that that was the hard one for you to swallow when we put that formula together. What, what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Why was forgiveness hard for you to swallow? It's what's interesting is who is forgiving to build trust? Is it both ways or is it one way? Well, when we looked at trust, and this is the conversation that you and I really had, we talked about the fact that the only person that can create, you know, you are the person that has the ability to trust or not trust. You can't really force somebody else to trust you in that particular spot. There's lots of things you can do to keep them from trusting you, but you can't force someone else to extend trust. And so when we put the formula together, it really was this thing that said, you know what, forgiveness, if you don't have the ability to extend grace, if you don't have the ability to not hold a grudge, if you don't have the ability to let things go, you're not going to be in a trusting relationship because you will continue to carry that forward into that relationship. And so this spot, I don't know anyone who is really trusting of other people if they carry that person's previous issues with them, right? And the problem in that, Scott, and and we debated this a long time and it was hard for you, okay? But the problem with that, in all honesty, is everybody's going to screw up. And if you don't have the ability to say, all right, that was then, and I'm going to give them another chance, I'm going to forgive them and move on, the trust between those two people is probably broken and it would be very, very difficult to rebuild it again. So that's why when we debated this, we had that big conversation around, does it really require forgiveness? Now, forgiveness is hard for you. Maybe. Depending, <laughs> it depends. It depends <laughs> if I trust the person. <laughs> Oh, I love your circular thought patterns. No, right? and, and yeah, I think for some it is. For some, for some things, it's like whatever. Right. Do do I care? Right. Well, if it doesn't and, matter, then forgiveness yeah. is easy. Yeah. Right. It, it's only in those time periods when you know it's egregious. Like, so you forgot to pick up the dry cleaning. Okay. You forgot to complete this report on time. Okay, that's not egregious, but when it becomes a pattern of behavior or when it is something that hits you much more personally and deeply, I think forgiveness is a really hard thing for many of us. And, you know, to be honest with you, I have worked at forgiving people my whole life, by the way, including myself. So, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree that forgiveness is a piece of that. It, um. It's a piece. Correct. It's I not think the other the other parts to me make a bigger impact. Yeah. And to me, and this is the 
I, I, I loved when you and I were writing the book and kind of debating this back and forth, right? It, it really was a spot that we pushed each other quite a bit on that particular, on that particular point. And I think in the end, I probably saw it as a bigger piece of it than you did. Um, but I think we came to understand that without forgiveness, trust is usually not there, right? Mm, yeah, that's that's true. I would 100% agree with that. And so in that spot, and those of us who hold grudges, who remember past deeds, you know, it is sometimes the thing that keeps us from being able to be in trusting relationships because people screw up. And here's the piece that I always find interesting in that too. I think sometimes staff looks at management, formal leaders, people with titles and all that kind of stuff. And they are like, hey, you're the leader. And I think sometimes there's this expectation that that leader is going to do it perfectly. They get paid the big bucks. They're the ones who've been around. They push their weight around however you want it, you know, kind of come at it. And I think sometimes we look up and we expect those leaders to not make mistakes. And we expect those leaders to be perfect. And when they don't, that's the roadblock that keeps us from being in a trusting relationship with our bosses. And I think it's hard for many people to understand that bosses are just people. And those people are not perfect. They don't have all the answers, oftentimes put in situations where they're between a rock and a hard place and there's not a perfect answer. There's just an answer that has all sorts of consequences that they wish they wouldn't have to have. And yet they have to be the people that make the call and then drive towards that particular result. And I think it's hard for staff when those things happen for them to come to this place where they are willing to look at their bosses, forgive them for not being perfect, for maybe making mistakes, and then having a trusting relationship with that boss long-term. When you hear that scenario, Scott, what do you think? I think, yeah, I think it does make sense that forgiveness is going gonna, is gonna to be huge in the, in the workplace when it's if we're in a deeper relationship or we've fractured or it seems fractured a bit because yeah, if, if, if you're my leader and you come down hard on me and I think it's out of line, we actually both have to forgive. Talk to me about that. It was out of line as a, as a boss, you have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive me. Right. I have more. Because I have to be like, okay, yep, yep, you were out of line. Did you really do it on purpose? Did you really come to me and say, oh, okay, I'm going to go beat the snot out of you? <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and, and treat me badly knowing knowing that it was out of line. Yeah. Whether yeah. it was too harsh or for something that you just misunderstood can be the other way around too. Right. I want, I want more detail. Maybe I want more details. And you're not providing them. Or I can't. Or you can't. 
I get, I have part of it is I have to get over that. Do you know, I, I think one of the pieces um, I was just having uh, quite a few coaching calls today. And one of the pieces in that is, is staff that it's like, why is my boss pointing out things that aren't going well? Right. And I think one of those pieces in that is sometimes we take, we take that and think, well, they're being harsher on me than they are others on mm-hmm. others. Or, you know, there is no reason I do 99% of what I do really well. Why do they have to find that 1%? Or, and there's all these kind of stories that we tell ourselves when our boss is, is coming to the table with feedback. And sometimes as a boss, I've had a bad day and, you know, that thing that happened, it just hit me wrong and I just didn't self-manage very well and I let you have it. Okay. Yeah. That's on me as the boss. And I then need, in my opinion, to come and say, you know what, yesterday, I did that wrong. Okay. And if I could do it over again, I can't, I would, it's just that I can't, and it's already happened. And please know that while the message in that was correct, my delivery sucked. Okay. That's admitting that I screwed up and asking forgiveness, but there's also the other side. And those days that I didn't screw up, I did it fairly well, but it's so hard to hear because most employees want to do a really good job. And when their boss points out something, it's like, oh man. And then there's kind of this thing because they really want to do well. They don't want to disappoint folks. They don't want to not be perfect. And yet it is the boss's responsibility. And in that moment, one of the things to understand is that is the nature of having a leader for them to tell you the truth about the stuff that is working in your performance as well as the stuff that's not. And I have to forgive them if they don't say it right. And I have to forgive them for having the job, the job of telling me, right? That's one of the reasons why I think trust in this case is so important because there's so many places where it's our responsibility and or I'm going to screw up. And in order for us to be in a trusting relationship, we have to recognize that all of us as human beings screw up. And if we hold that screw up, that not perfective, perfect kind of thing against someone, we are going to create a workplace where we hide mistakes, where we can't get better, where we think perfection is so important that we slow the process down. And we don't have the kind of organization, the kind of results that we want. So yes, forgiveness, I think, is part of that equation, but so is say to do ratio. What commitments are you making? And are you keeping those commitments? Or are you making commitments lightly and not understanding that that's a promise? So is it is your responsibility to contribute and to be competent. And so is the responsibility of being in relationship, even if all it is, is a professional relationship. It doesn't have to be a personal one. But ultimately, it takes all four of those things. Say to do, C squared, which is competence and contributions, relationship, building the proper relationship so that you have a chance to be able to interact and work well together, and then forgiving each other when we screw up. It's a different model than many others. And I think our research kind of proves it out. 
And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in this podcast description box. And be sure to check out our upcoming episodes always announced on LinkedIn. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.